So, like I said, I want to talk about what? Insights on love. Because everybody says, I love you. I love you. What does it mean? What does it mean? King Kardashian marries somebody. And I'm sure they said, I love you, right? At the wedding. But 72 days later, they divorced. So, I'm wondering. You know? Then there was one, you know, um, Tina Turner. She sang, what's love got to do? Got to do with it? Her husband was beating her up. They were fighting. They filed for divorce. What's love got to do with it? I thought you knew about it, but apparently not. You see? So, what exactly is love? What exactly is it? Do I love you? Because, I mean, for example, let me use the Kim, Kim Kardashian example. Oh, I love you, baby. I love you so much. Maybe two days later, maybe the guy made a mistake and did not press the toothpaste uh, tube very well. You always do this. I don't like it. I'm divorcing you. I'm out. You see? So, they only love each other only when things are going right. As long as Stephanie is doing what I like, I love her. But the moment Stephanie makes a mistake, I don't love her anymore. But that's not love. That is Hollywood love. You see that? So that's why I wanted to, you know, I, would, I want to share with you insights on love. So that you know what love really is. Because, you know, it gets to a time now, you always start saying, oh, I like this guy, I like this girl, you know. Uh, if you are not already saying it now, but we bind our spirit in Jesus' name for the young ones. <laughs> you see? But so that you understand what it means when somebody says, I love you. Now, the Bible says God is what? Is love, right? So that means anything about love should be understood from God's perspective because he is the definition of love. Did you get it? Why did Kim Kardashian and their marriage fail? Because they did not understand love from God's concept. Do you understand? They understood it from their own human concept, but there is a divine concept of love. All right? There is a divine concept of love. So I want us to open our Bibles to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. If you don't have a Bible, please raise your hand up. We have Bibles for you. And the ushers, please keep raising your hand so that the ushers will see you. Raise it, raise it high, high, high so that they see you. Alrighty. Romans chapter 5, verse 3. Not verse 3, sorry. Um, Verse 5. Romans chapter 5, verse 5. Romans chapter 5, verse 5. Romans chapter 5, verse 5. Who, is, who has it? Who would like to read for us? From the NIV. Do you have the NIV? Passion. That's okay. Yeah. 
first read from the NIV. Then. Oh, oh, which one do you have? Oh, NIV, okay. So she can read from NIV, then you read from Passion. There you go. Mm-hmm. Because God has poured out okay. love into our hearts. But and hope does not disappoint us. Because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, whom he has given us. Awesome. Thank you. Then from the passion translation. And this hope is not a disappointing fantasy. Because we can now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. Thank you. Praise the Lord. So, what did we learn from that? He says, God's love, and from the Passion Translation, he tells us that that love is endless. He says, it has been poured into our hearts. Your heart is your spirit. God relates with you through your spirit. You see that? So God's love has been poured into your heart. So number one insight on love is let your thoughts, let your words, let your actions be motivated by God's love. Because God's love, you are, you know, from the Passion Translation, it tells you that you are a container of God's love. So God's love, God has poured so much love inside you. So you have nothing else to show but love. So the first thing is, let everything about you, your thoughts, your words, your actions, your character, be motivated by love. By love. Because it's inside you. So you must show it out. He has poured it into you, you pour it out. See, the reason why I, you know, do what I do for God it's not because I was told, do it. It's because of love. Do you understand? You don't have to be a pastor to do God's work. Let love motivate you. I want to ask you a personal question. Why do you come to church? Is it because my parents said we must all go to church? If that's your answer, you are not motivated by God's love. Because that means God's love doesn't motivate you. So if your dad said, or your mom said, oh man, today, we really can't make it for service, I'm tired. So that means you will sit down too. It shouldn't be that way. God's love should motivate you. Such that even when everybody around you is saying, oh, we are not going to do it. But you, because of the love for the master, you are pushed, you are motivated. Why do you give to the poor? Is it because, oh, um, daddy said I should give to the poor. That is good. But you have to graduate from that. You now have to know because God said so. God's love tells me to do that to the poor. God's love tells me to help my friends if they are in need. God's love tells me to respect my parents. Let everything about you be motivated by God's love. When everything about you is motivated by God's love, there is no room for, oh, um, um, I did so. Even when you do something wrong, as long as your motivation is love, it won't be counted against you. Even when you make mistakes, it won't be counted against you. Why? Because you, it came from a heart of what? Of love. What are your words like? What are your words like? What are your, what is, if I opened your mind now and I saw your thoughts, are they thoughts of love or 
I want to slap this guy. Or I want to kick this guy's ass. Let your words, let your thoughts, let your actions be motivated by the love of God. Why should you read your Bible? Because you love God. You love his word. Why should you pray? Because you love God and you want to talk to him. That's the way it should be. Because guess what? You know, there will be a time God will call you and say, My son, all the things you did for me, I know what you did, but you didn't do it in love. So there is no reward for you. It's going to happen very soon. God is going to call your name personally. The Bible says we will all stand before the judgment seat. So your words, your thoughts, your actions must be motivated by love for God. I told you, I'm not doing anything I'm doing just because I'm a pastor. I'm not a pastor, you see. But I'm doing it because I'm motivated by love. God is love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? He didn't say for God was, a, was so, um, he didn't know what to do. He just decided to give his, give his son. No, he was motivated by love. So because you are like your father, you should also be motivated by what? By love. Your thoughts, your words, your actions. And you see the way I said it? When your thoughts are motivated by love, your thoughts form your words, right? So your words will be motivated by love. And when your words are motivated by love, guess what? Your actions will be motivated by love. God's love. Now, let's see if you've been walking in God's love. We have a, like I told you, I, I told you the example of um, Kim, Kim Kardashian, right? And um, their love. Apparently, their love was not the guy's, of course, obviously, their love was not the God's kind of love, right? Let's see what are the characteristics of the God love that you, that you have, that you should show, that I'm telling you to show now. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. First Corinthians chapter 13 from verse 4. So we will do it again. We will do the NIV and we will do the uh, Passion. I hope my NIV and uh, Passion are ready. Guys are ready. All right, cool. Um, First Corinthians chapter 13. We will start reading from verse 4. I want everybody to open so that we can all see it. Okay? What are the characteristics of love? Okay, first things first. Let's first start from verse 1. Okay, no, let's just, because of time. Let's read verse 3. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 3. I will read it, okay? I will read it. Then I will come back to the audience. It says, If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I am what? I am what? I am what? Nothing. So, If your actions, like I was saying, if your actions are not motivated by love, you are what? Nothing. I didn't say it. It's the Bible. So don't attack me. Do you understand? That's why I said, let your thoughts, let your words, let your actions be motivated by what? Love. Okay, now. So let's start from verse 4. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4. NIV. Hold on. Hold on one second. (laughs) 
the magazine. And it says, Love is patient, love is kind, it is not empty, it is not boast, it is not proud, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking, and it is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Thank you. You can stop it. Thank you. Love is large and incredibly patient. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessing comes to someone else. Love does not brag about one's achievements nor inflate its own importance. Love does not traffic in shame and disrespect nor selfishly seek its own honor. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Love is a safe place of shelter for it never stops believing the best for others. Love never takes failure as defeat for it never gives up. Amen. Praise God. We've seen the characteristics of God's type of love. Number one is what? Love is what? Patient. Are you a patient person? If you are not patient, start being patient now because love is patient. And you want to walk in love, you must be patient. There's no, I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. It's insulting. Jesus said you must forgive somebody. How many times? How many times? Jesus said how many times you must forgive somebody who offends you? Jesus Christ, my God. These people don't read. Jesus said you must forgive somebody who offends you. How many times? How many? 70 times 7. 70 times 7 is what? 490. And you must do that every day. So he's telling you the capacity of you to be patient. Love is patient. If you, are, if you say, man, I really, I'm not a very patient person. Guess what? You are not walking in love. Because, look, okay, let's look, let's, let's, let, me look, let's, let me give you this example. Imagine if God wasn't patient with you. Imagine if God has not been patient with you until now. Like, any little mistake you make, it was on your case. Would you be alive? You know yourself, right? You know yourself. You won't be alive. And God expects you to exhibit that same love to everybody else. That's why I say, let your thoughts, your words, your actions be motivated by love. Be rooted and grounded in love. That's another way of saying it. That's what the book of Ephesians chapter 3 verse 17 says. Rooted and grounded in love. Everything you do comes from a place of what? Of love. Do you know that when you walk in love, you can never sin? You know, some people are always afraid. Oh, I, I, maybe I sinned today against God. God, please forgive me. If you walk in love, you will never sin. Love and sin do not go together. Because if you love somebody, you won't steal from that person, correct? You won't covet, right? So, when you love, love covers it. Do you understand? All right. Then he says, love 
is not rude. Huh? Love is not what? Rude. Amen? Love is not what? Rude. And Usha tells you, go and sit down there. What's your response? Love is not what? Rude. Your mom is talking to you. You are shouting over your mom. Ha! Love is not... <laughs> Love is not what? For some of you that drive, somebody cuts you. You are so... You know? Yeah. Love is not... Ha! It, another way of saying it, it says it does not dishonor others. Some people say, I will, the, if I talk to you, I will wash you. By the time I'm done with you, you are not walking in love. By the time I'm done with you, ha, huh, if I give you a piece of, don't give anybody a piece of your mind, please. Keep it to yourself. Keep your mind. We don't want a piece. By the time I'm giving, by the time I finish you, you know the funny story. There was a time um, I was in like a fight with somebody, right? And the person goes, "You are stupid," and I could not reply, "You are stupid," back <laughs> because that's not the way I speak. I was very angry, very, very angry. I'm not even going to lie. I was very angry. But I could not reply, you are stupid back. I just said, I'm not stupid. <laughs> Why? Because everything I do has to be motivated by what? My love. I won't let somebody's bad character affect my own good character. Do you understand? So people are saying nonsense in school. Doesn't mean you should join them and talk nonsense. You are the light of the world. That's what the Bible says. Separate yourself from them. So, wait. If you are talking like them, are you... So, when you are preaching the gospel, how do you expect them to listen to you? They won't listen to you. It's just like us. It's saying the same thing like us now. You see? Love is not rude. Love is not proud or arrogant. Love is not arrogant. I'm telling you, let your thoughts, your words be motivated by what? Love. You cannot be arrogant and walk in love. No. You cannot be arrogant. Now, let me give you a test to know whether you're arrogant or not. When somebody gives you advice or a different opinion, how do you respond? No, it's my way, it's my way, or the highway. That's pride. Is my way or the highway? That's pride. Who says you know everything? You see that? Listen to wise counsel. Be open to wise counsel. Your dad can be talking to you and you can decide not to respond. Or you already know, no, I'm not going to do what he says. I'm not going to. Am I saying everything they say is right? No. But I'm saying listen with an open heart. Do you understand? Listen with an open heart. Two plus two is what? Three plus one is what? And four plus zero is what? What am I trying to say? There are different ways of getting to the same destination. Did you get that? 
there are different ways of getting to the same def- destination. So I can bring an opinion to you. It doesn't mean it's wrong if you don't like it. It could be we are all having different ideas, but we are all going to the same destination. Do you understand? So always consider other opinions. Now, at the end of the day, you might not take their opinions, but you just say thank you for your advice. Thank you for talking to me. Thank you for considering me somebody you can advise. Do you understand? Because trust me, God can use those people to lead you in the right direction. Especially those that God has placed over you, your leaders, your parents. Listen for their wise counsel. We are not saying you don't know something about that situation. That's not what I'm saying. You definitely know something about your school. You definitely know something about your education. You definitely know something about your teachers that maybe they don't know, but consider all our opinions too. That's what we're saying. Love is not proud. Love is not arrogant. Love is not rude. Love does not dishonor others. How can you wake up in your house and the first thing you do is not to greet your parents. Are you okay? Are you okay? How can the first thing, when you wake up, you saw your dad, you were looking at your, you are looking at your dad, and your dad is looking at you. What are, are you doing a staring contest? You've not seen him. You just, or he just got back from work. You guys are just staring at each other. Or your mom is carrying something and you are looking, you are sitting down, playing Minecraft. Are you okay? Let your words, your thoughts, your actions be motivated by love. Praise the Lord. Does anybody have any questions so far? Am I communicating? Number two. Point. Let's go to John chapter 17, verse 23. And this time it will be our TPT because the reference here is exactly TPT. So, Shanice, my TPT. John chapter 17, verse 23. 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 Mm-hmm. You live fully in me, and now I live fully in them, so that they will experience perfect unity and the world will be convinced that you have sent me. For they will see that you love each one of them with the same passion and love that you have for me. Thank you. He says, now, where, where, um, when, um, when, um, your, when in your Bible you see things written in red, what does that mean? Jesus said it, right? So that means Jesus was the one talking. Now look at this. He says, I pray that they know that you love them the way you love me. Number two is, God loves you the way he loves Jesus. God loves you as much as he loves Jesus. You are as valuable to, Jesus, to God as Jesus. Uh-oh. You are as valuable to God as Jesus is. God loves you the way he loves Jesus. Passionately. 
you are so important to God. He loves you the way he loves Jesus. He doesn't see you any different from Jesus. If that is true, there is no need for the depression. There is no need for the anxiety. There is no need for the suicidal thoughts. God loves you as much as he loves Jesus. There is no need for the fear. What are you afraid of? God loves you. And because he loves you, he will never let any harm come near you. Do you understand? Jesus died, right? And after three days, what happened? He resurrected. That was the love. God like, I'm not going to leave my son dying. I'm not going to do anything about it. He went to hell and raised him. We are coming out. If that is true for Jesus, how much more for you? Remember I told you, we just read it, right? God loves you the same way he loves Jesus. Is there any challenge you are facing right now? Don't worry. Love will conquer. Do you understand? You will conquer it because God loves you. There is only one outcome for you in every challenge that you face. Do you know what that outcome is? Victory, success. There is only one outcome. There can never be two outcomes. No. It's only one. Success. So live your life knowing that God loves you. Imagine if I told you that uh, the President of the United States loves you. Like personally, like, like, ah man, I like that guy. I like that girl. I mean, you always say, maybe Biden was telling um, Aris that, man, that, um, that Lucy girl, I like her so much. How would you feel if you heard something like that? You feel like, wow, I'm important, right? Now, God created Biden. God created Aris. God is telling you that he loves you. How should you feel? Praise the Lord. God loves me. He loves my big nose. He loves my big, huge head. Yeah, my head is big. You see, he loves it so much. I may not like it, but it doesn't matter. God loves it like that. So I'm going to like it like that. Do you understand? I don't need to do um, augmentation, blah, blah, blah. You see some people, they are changing to, they are changing their face, changing their pronouns, changing their whatever. You are beautiful the way you are. God loves you the way you are. If he wanted you to change, you would have said, Jesus, don't die for this particular person because I don't like the way I need him to change. But he didn't need that. He loves you as much as he what? Loves Jesus. Anytime when, every time you wake up, always remember that truth. God loves you as much as he loves Jesus Christ. You are so important to him. You are as important to him as Jesus Christ is important to him. Jesus Christ was so, he so, was so important to God that God did not leave him dying. He says, you will not let your Holy One see death. You will not let your Holy One be in hell for too long. Yes, I know he went to die for all of you, but I can't keep him there for more than three days. He has to come out because I love my son. He says, this is my begotten son in whom I am well pleased. That's what he says about you. That's what he says about me. It doesn't matter how, your, how big your head is. It doesn't matter oh, one leg of yours is longer than the other. Whatever it is, one toe, there is one toe that you don't like whatever it is oh my skin there is so much whatever 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 he loves you all the same you see 
You know, we celebrate this dude, um, John Legend, right? Um, what's that song again? All of me loves all of you, right? All your perfect imperfections. Can you imagine a human being says, I love all your perfect imperfections. And we celebrate it. We buy his record. Right? You say, I mean, John Legend can sing, right? The man can sing, right? It's a nice song, right? But I'm saying, if a man can say, I love your perfect imperfections, and guess what? Tomorrow, they might divorce. Yes or no? It's possible, right? Very possible. But this is a human being. How much more God says, I love you all? Who should you believe more? Do you understand? Who should you believe the more? God loves you as much as he loves Jesus. Amen? You see? Okay, sorry. All right. Then no, the third point I have, three insights on love, like I said. No, the third one, again, we are coming to the Passion Translation. John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. John chapter 13, verse 34 and Now, remember, we've talked about the characteristics of love, right? Love is patient, right? Love is kind. It's not easily hungered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Some people, I wronged you in 1972. You still remember. You still remember. That's not love at all. So, if one guy is coming to meet you, baby, I love you, baby, I love you, and you offended him and he's reminding you later on, you did this to me last week, guess what? He doesn't love you. You see that? So you have, to, you have to filter everybody's love with respect to God's love. Do you understand? That's how you look at it. You look at it from the perspective of God. You see? Yes. John chapter 13, verse 34 to 35. So I give you now a new commandment. Love each other just as much as I have loved you. For when you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving one another... Everyone will know that you're my true follower. Thank you. The third one is love each other. Love what? Love what? Could you react by me? I think it's 85. 85. 85. Love love yes, just 85. Mm-hmm. For when you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving one another, everyone will know. Know that you're my true followers. Everyone will know that you're my what? True followers. Everyone will know that you're my true followers when you do what? When you love one another. Did you hear that? Everyone will know that you are my true followers when you do what? Love one another. So, the way I know that Melissa truly is a disciple of Jesus is when she shows love. To our fellow teenager. The way Jesus knows that, hey, Dr. G, the Lord is my true disciple, is when I show love to others. 
He says you must love it. Now, when he was saying love each other, he was specifically talking about us born again. Do you understand? We must love one another. We must love one another. So you must love one another. All of you here, you must love each other. So what does that mean? You will be patient with each other. You will be kind to one another. You will forgive one another easily. You will not keep a record of wrongs with each other. Oh, we had a fight. Forget about it. We good. We good. We good. Everything is fine. Boom. You ended there. Done and dusted. You are not easily angry with each other. I mean, I know. Asha always says, Dr. Jide, do you ever get angry? I'm like, I try not to. I, tr- I mean, of course I get angry. <laughs> but, I mean, for him to be asking me that kind of question, that means it's rare. Let it be like that with you. Let it be rare. It's not easily angered. You are quick-tempered. That's not love. You are quick-tempered. No. no. You don't say, that's the way I am. That's not the way you are. God has poured his love into you. God has poured his love into you. No, you are not easily angered. That's what he, he says. Love is not easily angered. That's why King Kardashian's marriage broke up for after 72 days. That's why. Trust me. I know I wasn't there, but I, I'm telling you. Because, oh, I don't, is his name Jake or what the dude? Was it? No, no, I think the one, no, you know she has married like maybe three, four times, right? What? I, I, I don't know who she, he was, she was married to. What, but he's a, I, I believe he's a basketball player. I don't know. I, don't know. I think it's Jake, Jake Humphries or something. Jake Humphries, I think. Yes, 72 days. So maybe Jake, Jake was going. Jake was going in the house. Oh, hey, baby, good morning, baby. And Jake was carrying maybe the trash, right? And maybe one, um, maybe some of the trash fell on the floor. King, no, baby, stop. I'm so angry with you. I'm filing divorce papers. I'm, I'm done. I am done. I am done. I'm not marrying again. No, I am done. No, 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 no. They'll be shaking their head. Jake will say, no, I'm, I'm done. I am done. That's what happened. I mean, of course, it might not be as dramatic as that, but you get what I'm saying. You understand? You know. Love is patient. Be patient with each other. If you are not patient with those that Jesus died for, you know Jesus died for him, right? Jesus died for you too, right? If you are not patient with him, that Jesus died, how can you be patient with somebody that is not yet born again? Love is patient. Let's go back. Let's go back. The third one is what? Love each other deeply. Passionately. Now, let's go back in, to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Let's go back through the characteristics of love again. Sorry, man. I'm out. Okay, yes. I'll wrap it up. Yes. Yes. In closing, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I was just about to ask. Thank you, man. 13 from verse 4. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 4. Love is what? Patient. Be patient with each other. 
Love is kind. Be kind one to another. Love does not envy. Don't envy one another. Somebody has a success story. Celebrate the person. You celebrating somebody's success doesn't mean you are failing. Do you understand? Don't envy one another. No. He does not boast. You know me. You know who I know. Who do you know? You don't know anybody. I'm just lying. He's not proud. He does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. He's not easily angered. He keeps no record of wrongs. He keeps no record of wrongs. Do you know that some people that will come and meet me and say, Oh, Dr. Chidi, I'm so sorry I did something to you. I'll be telling them, what did you do to me? Because I don't keep it. Do you understand? Don't keep it. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Hey, a fellow Christian maybe fell into trouble. You say, hey, good for him. A fellow Christian. Do you know who you are? You are the devil. That was satanic. That's what you just did. A fellow, maybe a fellow minister or a fellow Christian like you. Oh, hey, good for him. Yes, good for her. Mm-hmm. We'll be telling her. She will not listen. Does not delight in evil, but delights in the truth. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. It always perseveres. What does that mean? It always protects. Can I trust you with my secret? Are you sure? See? Can I trust you? Can somebody trust you with their secrets? Like... I'm, I've not told anybody this thing, but I'm telling only you. Can I trust you? Not, oh, I, 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 yes, you can trust me. Two seconds later, you tell the whole world. Always protects. That means when you walk in love, you are going to be everybody's best friend because they will say, I can trust this guy. I can trust this lady. Praise the Lord. Walk in love. All right? Praise the Lord. Thank you so much.